This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Still paying hundreds of dollars for prescription glasses? Let's change that. At Zenni.com, our factory direct model means no middlemen or outrageous markups. Just the same quality frames and lens options as the other guys for one-tenth the price. Zenni offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame anywhere with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit Zenni.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever. What is going on, everybody? We're we're we're, we're doing another show. What do you do? What are you doing? I was just mocking you, just like oh. I'm going to mock you for Liverpool's <laughs> result today. What a special way to kick off episode forty of Radio Techers. Join us. Welcome, everyone, to Radio Techers. <laughs> What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to yet another episode of Radio Techers. I am, of course, Tanner, a.k.a. The Texas Gentleman. And uh, along with me here, the hardest-working, mocking man in podcasting, uh, my good friend and yours, Mags. Mags, how are you doing today? I'm doing, well, really, really busy. Uh, Apologies for this being a late recording, but uh, yeah, just this weekend has been an absolute madness, but at least we've got to see the the further destruction of uh, Jurgen Klopp. Wow, this is a wild, wild way to start the show. Um, <laughs> uh, well, we can we can talk about all sorts of stuff. We'll talk about Liverpool. We'll talk about uh, we, we've got a lot to talk about game wise here uh, across the board. We're we're gonna go uh, international here, Mags. We've got a lot of different stuff uh, to yes. digest here. Um, so yeah, uh, fun times in football land. Uh, what we uh, what we would want to do here today, since this is Radio Techers episode forty. I did go out. I splurged a little bit. I got us a special guest, Mags. I got us a very special guest. Okay. Are you ready for this? Just hold on. Is that Legolas? It is. It's it's Legolas. 
I don't even think I don't even think Legolas could save Liverpool's season. I I flew him in from Hawaii, as you can tell. <laughs> Got an LA. <laughs> I mean, it's very topical. The, I certainly yeah. get the reference. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, <laughs> um, I just figured it'd be fun since we, this is a we got episode forty here. Got to make it spicy. Got to bring out the big guns. Orlando Bloom. That's who yeah, brings I mean, the ratings here to this show. When I think a fortieth episode of a podcast, I instantly go to Lord of the Rings. It's just, it's just <laughs> the two are intertwined. Indeed. Indeed. Well, uh, like I said, folks, we've got a big show here today, uh, not to be confused with uh, Paul White. Um, we've got uh, Rivalry Weekend, is what I like to call it, Rivalry Weekend. We get these on occasion where, uh, whether it be in uh, Premier League or Serie A or La Liga or the Bundesliga, we get these weekends that are just chock full of high-profile matches. Um, so this time around, we've got the Manchester Derby today along with the Madrid Derby uh, over in La Liga. Yesterday, we had Der Klassiker in Germany, uh, Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund. Mags... For for the non football fan out there, what what is the magnitude like for a weekend like this in the sport? Yeah, for for three of Europe's biggest uh, local rivalry matches uh, to land on the same weekend is is absolutely amazing. It, it's it's what really uh, brings out the passion in a lot of fans. Uh, it's all well and good beating teams from halfway across the country, uh, but when you can stick one on your local rivals and you get those bragging rights, uh, which can carry on till the next season, yeah, it, it's what makes football so exciting. So, yeah, I, I love uh, weeks like this. Unfortunately for Burnley, our local rivals are all kind of in, buried in the dirt, so they can all go on <laughs> and suck a fat one. Uh, but, yeah, I do. I love these... Uh, I love these big um, kind of like competitive derbies. Indeed. Um, I, I really, the only thing that I can equate a weekend like this to, because uh, there's, you don't really get, uh, I mean, sometimes you get a, a, a big weekend in like the NFL or in basketball. Um, but like, this is like, like weekends like this for football is like, it's like a music festival. You've got the, the you've got like headliners uh, on each day. There's big matches, big events. The fans are full of passion and energy. You can re- you can actually feel it radiating. Even like if you're here like me, like in the states, you can feel it radiating stateside, and it just brings you with so much energy. It, it it's I, I can barely equate it to anything else really um just like the the, uh, the excitement that you get out of a weekend like this full of huge high profile matches yeah uh so let, let's i guess let's talk about them i mean do you want to do you want to jump right into the matches or do you want to do you want i've got some other little topics that we could touch on here too rangers winning the first uh, championship in 10 years or so i mean there's there's that i mean uh, we could i, I suppose we should like have a starter maybe then go yeah. on to the main course of these uh yeah. these uh these derbies so why don't we uh quickly go over some other results in the premier league okay mags where, where would you like to start with other results in the premier league 
okay, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be that guy just yet. I'm gonna go uh, <laughs> to Turf Moor. I'm gonna go to Burnley. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's talk didn't about Burnley. Expect that one, did you? No, uh, Burnley won, Arsenal won. Uh, it was, um, I, I, I feel like, <laughs> I, I feel really happy for you, first off, because, I mean, you, you pulled out yet another result right out of the bag. It, it, in term, It wasn't a win quite, but you, you still performed very, very well against the top Arsenal side. Now, now, for Arsenal, I fear as though they are starting to, like, go back to where they were Regress. in the fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're digressing. Um which is which is not I guess unusual for Arsenal at this point in the season, but still it's very surprising. Yeah, for for me, um the it almost felt like we were going to get uh, another uh, Man City or Man United style drubbing once uh, Aubameyang scored really early. Uh, Arsenal were cruising, having lots of possession, lots of shots. Burnley's defence, which has been one of the highlights of the of the of the team uh, over this season, uh, looked a little bit lacklustre, looked a little bit uh, out of sorts. Uh, you had Matt Lawton making uh, mistakes. Uh, Tarkovsky and, and Ben Mee were 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 not exactly firing on all cylinders, and even Nick Pope kind of looked uh, he looked vulnerable. Uh, so I was fully mm. expecting this to be uh, almost a cricket score game. Uh, and then we kind of almost rode it out, uh, really kind of defending solidly. And then Granite Jack had gifted, gifted pretty much a goal by, um, I don't even know what, I mean, he was free in the box with the ball. He had no reason to go for the pass that he went to. He tried to spread mm. it out wider to, to the fullback. Totally hit Chris Wood uh, and it went in in the net. So it was an absolute gift of a goal. And then the second half, Burnley came to absolute life, had some really, really good chances, really exciting play. Rode the look a little bit with the handball by uh, Peters. Uh, probably should have been a penalty. Uh, but then the second uh, uh, Peters incident, when he was uh, given the, uh, his marching orders and a penalty, I totally agree with the referee and VAR for once they've got this spot on. It hit his shoulder. It was a perfectly fine clearance and, and the penalty and the red card was rescinded. Then the last five minutes, uh, Burnley had some great chances hitting the post and, and the bar. Arsenal had some great chances. I think um, um, Nicholas Pepe hit the hit the bar in the in the last minute, and Burnley really kind of a uh, um, just all hands on deck, ten men behind the mm. ball style defended, and we got a point that I, th- I think we deserved. Uh, it was certainly a game of two halves. We I think we deserved it for soaking up that amount of pressure, and uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's turned out to be the, the kind of uh, the the benchmark of Burnley season, just picking up draw after draw after draw. In, indeed, indeed, uh, and, and I think that uh, you're gonna you're gonna find yourself safe from the drop zone. I, I feel as though that's I feel like that's very well within the, the possibilities here for Burnley. I mean, if we look at the standings currently, uh, I mean, it looks like you're you're about 15th place right now. Uh, you're above uh, Brighton, uh, which we should make a note of here. Uh, for anybody who might be missing the one, the only Mr. Stephen Grudy, he is taking a bit of a sabbatical. He's not with us here this week once again. Uh, but if, if Stephen, if you're out there, if you're watching, uh, you know, we appreciate you. And uh, we would love to have you back as soon as possible correct absolutely mm-hmm. um 
that being said, I mean, we this was a kind of a, a weird, wonky weekend for results, I, I feel like. Because, I mean, you look at, like, Sheffield United, uh, they they uh, they went uh, nil to two against Southampton. Southampton beating Sheffield United 2-0. Um, Aston Villa Wolves, n- another nil-nil. Um, Leicester Brighton, um, th- there was some excitement there with Brighton scoring the opening goal, but uh, Leicester was able to come back near the death. Two to one. Um, let me see here. And then uh, earlier today, uh, West Brom uh, drew nil nil with Newcastle. Oh, that that I mean, we've we've watched some absolute dross matches. Uh, we've watched some mm-hmm. boring matches live, and really kind of like made a, a chicken salad out of chicken shit. But this was such a horrible match to watch. It was it was so so. Drab. Uh, I mean, it, it's good that, that uh, Newcastle picked up a point, um, but wow, yeah, it was a horrific match to watch. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, and then, uh, do, do you? I mean, I, I want to take a quick nap. Do you want to talk about Liverpool versus Fulham, real quick? Uh, yeah, um, as okay. much as I rag on Tanner. Um, for being a Liverpool fan, uh, and he basically needs to needs to take his medicine like a man. Um, I just I, I feel so bad for for Klopp. His team, his players are just not performing for him at all. Mm. Um, making seven changes from uh, from the last game uh, just to try and like spark some energy and, and uh, outside probably Navigator. I thought that nobody was impressive uh, in that starting lineup. Uh, when they brought uh, Trent on uh, in the second half, I felt like he was making more chances and and, and creating. But the likes of uh, Salah, Mane, they, these are a shadow of the players that they were last season. Um, mm. And as bad as Liverpool's uh, defence has been and and has really struggled. It's been it's been highlighted by the fact that all three of their front men uh, are so badly off form, and it goes to show how badly off form they are that a player who's just made his comeback from a very uh, serious injury had the best chance mm. of the game for Liverpool. Um, uh, Diogo Jota's shot nine times out of ten that was a goal, and it was a, a, a an outstanding save by Ariola to to keep that out. But aside from that, Liverpool just looked toothless. Um, Fulham, Fulham were quicker. They were more energetic. They played well on the counter. Liverpool just didn't look like they had passion. They didn't look like they had any energy. They didn't look like they had any impetus to try and break Fulham down. And unfortunately, I think um, losing has really affected the confidence. Um, and I can't see where they pick up a win. Um, it's interesting that they've got Champions League football this weekend, maybe again like it did last time. That could be uh, the, the kind of saving grace and they certainly need it now to, to get back into the Champions League for next season because it's getting more and more of a, of a hill to climb for, for Liverpool. I mean, a, a win in the Champions League for Liverpool would certainly provide a, a great impetus and a great catalyst for uh, hopefully them regaining some confidence here. Um, th- there's certain things that I think certainly don't help 
right? Like, I don't think, like, um, uh, Jamie Carragher kind of made himself go viral a little bit earlier today by calling Liverpool uh, mentality midgets, is is his quote, um, which, uh, I mean, look, it doesn't do Liverpool any favors at all. Um, you know, I mean, that's not to say that it, it might not have a hint of um, um, harsh truth to it. <laughs> But, um, yeah, Liverpool has – I, I, I don't know. I, like, I, re, I, I really don't know um, what the answer is here, which, which is mm-hmm. shocking, right? Um, this is like, like – th- like this is one of those like weird things where you can where it's like Groundhog Day ever on a weekly basis. You re, you relive some kind of traumatic event going on on a on a weekly basis. I mean, I pulled this thing up here earlier. If you look up the Premier League results for Liverpool, uh, they've only scored twice in 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 the Premier League since the beginning of February. Only yeah. two goals, which yeah. is unacceptable for a Liverpool team that dominated England and Europe for the last three years. And and they've gone behind in six league games in a row, which is, mm. yeah, it's 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 st- statistics that are going to be record breakers, but it's not mm-hmm. records that you want to to be proud of. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't see where the change comes because they, there's just a, such a lack of confidence in in all the squad, even the players that, that they brought in. They had the chance and opportunity to really kind of cement uh, their stake for a, a first-team spot. Mm. Everybody's been playing poorly. The, those positions are up for grabs. Nobody mm-hmm. took that impetus. Nobody at all. Perhaps maybe, like I said, Naby Keita. Um, but, yeah, it was just woefully woefully disappointed mm-hmm. uh, mike jc has joined us here uh how's it going mike hope you're doing Hello, well mike uh, i hope you're watching tonight's uh aew show uh we'll, where we will have some coverage right here tonight uh on shooting the sports ish so uh make sure to join us for that as well um i i, I mean a, a thought came to me uh, while I was watching the game, and it was it was very reminiscent of like um, like the Germany team post them winning the World Cup uh, in 2014, where it's like you know maybe Liverpool should have like actually sold you know Mane and Salah and Firmino last summer. Maybe they should have used this as an impetus to rebuild um uh, you know uh, the squad a little bit. Um you know freshen things up, change the dynamics of it. Um but I I think that this is just a slippery slope where for Liverpool where they continue to just go downhill. Um uh, from all sorts of different mistakes and factors. I mean, uh, there was a, if you watch the game, Liverpool game, and we'll, and we'll move on to uh, other results here momentarily, but uh, there was a plane that actually flew over here. Let me grab the picture. Uh, a plane flew over, and uh, if you can read that, it says, Unity is strength. Let's go, Reds. Uh, you'll never walk alone. That flew over uh, during the game. 
<laughs> and uh, it was just like, oh, that's kind of nice. Uh, but the but the the engine, uh, you could hear you could hear the engine so loud over the stadium because there weren't any fans, yeah. uh, which was very reminiscent of uh, Liverpool's uh, current state of form. Unfortunately, it, it sounded so much like a lawnmower, like the neighbor was cutting his his, his grass. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know where Liverpool goes from here, but uh, we'll, we'll carry on. Uh, let's move on to uh, to, to our top uh, stories here real quick. Indeed. Breaking news, Mags. Manchester is red. Did you know this? I mean, living very close to Manchester, um, it's been red for a a long, long time. Uh, The the majority of people who who live in and around Manchester Centre are Manchester United supporters. Uh, Manchester Mm. City are very much a, a lot of plastic fans. Ah, I see. I see. Hi, Manchester City fans. Hope you're enjoying the show. Uh, Manchester I'm, United. I'm sure there's genuine fans. I'm not saying that there's not genuine fans. It's just when a team becomes mm. successful, they suddenly fans crawl out of the woodwork. Indeed. It seems that way, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> uh, Manchester City nil, Manchester United 2. Who could have thunk it? Who like I, I would have never in a million years. Uh, look at this here. Uh, Luke Shaw uh, has to be man of the match for me. Uh, just scoring a, a goal in the uh, in in the second half to seal the deal here on Manchester City, breaking their uh, unbeaten run. Um, it, it, wild. Wild scene, wild result there uh, by Manchester United. I, I certainly think that this probably broke a lot of people's bets this weekend yes, here, Mags. absolutely. And, and within 30 seconds, Man United being 1-0 up after uh, Jesus uh, fouled Anthony Martial. Um, what a ridiculous foul, too. What a, I mean, I don't generally go after players here on the show, but that was one of the most boneheaded challenges that I've seen in a long time. Absolutely no need for it. And uh, my ad got, got what they deserved. I mean, if you're looking at the stats, um, City dominated the game in pretty much every way. More possession, three times the amount of shots uh, with 23 against eight. Um, City were um, were were giving it to Man United. Uh, Hammer and Tongue Day was absolutely peppering the goal uh, with shots, but. United did a did a burner, and they were resolute. Uh, they frustrated City, um, and when they had uh, opportunities, they they broke and and they made the best of them. And Luke Shaw, uh, I think that was the only second goal in a Man United uh, Man United jersey. Um, a very calm, cool, collected finish, and wow, that was not the result that anybody pinned. And if someone's going to break. Um, Manchester City, uh, Manchester City streak. Um, it had to be Manchester United, didn't it? Surely, possibly so. I mean, it, I mean, it, it's it's happened. Uh, I mean, it's, this is very much the reality that we're living in right now. Um, Mags, Manchester United, with this victory here, they're clawing 
this back a little bit more. Both Manchester teams are in 28 games played. Manchester City have 11 points more than Manchester United at this point. Mm-hmm. We, you and I, uh, did a, a fantastic job in burying Manchester United's chances earlier this season. I mean, whose chances possible? didn't we bury? Whose chances did we not bury? We buried Tottenham's chances when they were top of the league, and they're, they're still uh, up in the mix. We buried Man United. We, I mean, we we were convinced Liverpool were going to absolutely walk the season. So, yeah, why listen to us? We are, we're just idiots. We have absolutely yeah. no clue what we're talking about. Yeah, we, we got, we've, we've gotten nearly everything wrong so far this season. Pretty um, much. Pretty much. But- Except the relegation, uh, I think we've we've nailed the relegation part down pat pretty well. Um, but uh, Mags, for all predictions' sake here, could hell freeze over and Manchester United finally win the Premier League once again this season? Okay, so historically, I'm going to bring up two uh, times that Man United have been in very, very similar positions. Um, there was a period when Newcastle were absolutely walking away with the league uh, in the in the times of Kevin Keegan. I think at one point they were 15 points clear uh, and going down to the last game of the season, um, Man United ended up winning that league and clawing back those points. And then there was... Uh, the, the the season with Blackburn as champions, uh, Man United was spent a lot of that that time. Uh, I think up to about fourteen points behind, and it took uh, a last minute uh, super performance by Ludo McCloskey at West Ham to uh, to keep from Man United from winning the league. Even though uh, Blackburn did end up losing, I think at, uh, at Anfield two one. Uh, so yeah, Man United have got form for being able to claw back huge deficits. The, the issue would be Manchester City have to have a, a collapse of monumental proportions. And uh, whilst the loss to Man United is hard to take, I don't see them uh, losing many more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's possible. I, I mean, I, I can recall a few times in the league also where Arsenal seemed to be walking away with the league under Arsene Wenger, only mm-hmm. for Manchester United uh, to 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 uh, pip them to the to the championship. It's yep. it would be very interesting, um, and I would feel very awful if Manchester United somehow got back in and won the title. But I mean, they this this anti football that they've been playing uh, to an extent seems to be working, uh, and you know credit to them they're picking up results where they need to pick up results from. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that really stood out to me in this match uh, was uh, Bruno Fernandez has been getting a lot of stick recently for not being a big big game player for going anonymous mm-hmm. against uh, the bigger teams. I think mm-hmm. he was uh, he was uh, he was solid as a rock this game. He really kind of stood out. Uh, probably not the best player for 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 Man United, like you said. Luke Shaw had a, an outstanding game, but he certainly for me, Bruno Fernandez certainly uh, stood up and was counted in this game and really kind of helped uh, Man United get the victory that they they very truly deserved. Mm, indeed. Uh, so again, just for all intents and purposes here, result: Manchester City nil. 
Manchester United two mags. That was uh, that was something else. Uh, let's move on to another game that was earlier today. Let's take a little a little trip over to Spain. Hmm? Uh, Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid, the Madrid derby. Atletico one, Real Madrid one. Uh, mags. Um, I've seen documentaries. I actually saw a really interesting like mini documentary. Uh, if anybody out there uh, has has not heard of Copa ninety, they put out amazing YouTube short documentaries uh, that I find really enjoyable, especially when it comes to like rivalries and stuff like that. Um, if you're into somebody who's like really into the history of a rivalry or history of the clubs, uh, definitely check out Copa ninety. I, I would definitely recommend them. Um, but uh, I mean, I remember watching this 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 mini documentary and Madrid fans, fans in Madrid, Atletico fans and Real Madrid fans. There's a large contingency of of, of them who find that this is a bigger rivalry than the than, than what Real Madrid and Barcelona have against each other. Um, Mags, this game it, it has some very intense moments. I mean, even though with the 1-1 scoreline, maybe it doesn't come across as the most exciting, uh, but these teams really went at each other today. Yeah, it was... Uh, I think Real Madrid can actually feel a little bit aggrieved that they've only come away with a point, even though they did score pretty much at the death. Uh, they put uh, Atletico uh, on the back foot for many, many uh, periods of the game. Uh, Atletico very much uh, only been able to counter uh, at times. Mm-hmm. They did start brightly, did uh, Atletico. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the setup for the goal was really well played. Kieran Trippier uh, coming back after his uh, 10-week ban for uh, betting irregularities. Uh, he played the ball to, I think it was uh, Lorente, who then played the ball for uh, Suarez for a, a really well-taken mm-hmm. kind of outside-of-the-boot finish uh, past mm-hmm. Courtois. Um, but after that, it was uh, it was the Benzema show for me. Uh, Karim Benzema was absolutely everywhere. He peppered uh, Oblak uh, with shots, and he must have been getting so, so frustrated. Uh, it just didn't seem like it was going to be his day. It seemed like uh, Atletico were going to hold on, do a Chelsea and park the bus uh, and, and and pull out a, a victory that they, they, on paper, probably didn't deserve. But right at the death, uh, Benzema was able to... Uh, to, to score, level up the game, and he almost pushed for a, for a winner uh, going to the end of it. Mm. But it was a, a very interesting game. It got a little bit scrappy at the end, a couple of bookings, uh, a couple mm-hmm. of needless fouls. But uh, it was a, a really good game to watch, very kind of attacking from Real Madrid and a very almost counterplay from Atletico. Uh, so, yeah, it was a, a, a really fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I found that... Atletico going forward was very, very smooth when they when they went into attack. Uh, Luis Suarez is obviously hugely prolific and and continues to be solid. He, he continues to make Barcelona regret letting him go. Um, I I was a little bit surprised that they did not start uh, Joao Felix or uh, Saul for that matter. I feel like yeah. they could have really helped short up. Um, some of what uh, Atletico was doing, both going forward as well as defensively, um, but um, I mean that that would have been a, a, a different game here. Uh, as you put, Real Madrid did have some chances right there at the end of the match. Um, Benzema, of course, closing in on on one of them, uh, but um, yeah, there there was certainly opportunities for Real to win the game. Uh, I'm sure. 
Um, as, as far as the stats go, um, fairly even. Uh, 11 shots uh, from Atletico Madrid, 18 shots from from Real Madrid. Uh, five of which were uh, five of the 11 were on target for Atletico. Eight of the 18 were on target for uh, Real. Um, Real did have the majority of the possession over 60 percent. And it uh, looks like they also had about a little bit more than 200 passes more uh, than Atletico, which makes sense if you look at the stat line there. Um, Mags, if we look at the standings right now uh, in La Liga, let me just pull it up real quick just so I have it right here in front of me. Here we go. Uh, Atletico Madrid um, they really needed this win here tonight. Uh, right now they're on 59 points. Uh, only three points separate them from second place Barcelona. Uh, and uh, Real Madrid is only five points uh, behind Atletico Madrid themselves. So it looks like La Liga is wide open right now. Yeah, and, and again, to cement just how little we know about football, we wrote Barcelona off not long ago in the season. <laughs> now they're, they're second, uh, and uh, Koeman is doing a, a, a fabulous job, and nobody should ever doubt him ever again. I know uh, both teams really wow. could have done with the victory uh, in this. Uh, Real Madrid could have gone uh, into joint second, and Atletico could have really kind of put some more uh, breathing room between uh, themselves and 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 then uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid. But it's as you were. Atletico still have that game in hand, so there's still the potential for for six points clear. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's going to make for an interesting running uh, going towards the end of the season there in La Liga. Mm-hmm. Oh man, uh, Atletico. Um, they, they need to hang on <laughs> if they can. They do have a game in hand, uh, but uh, you know they need to hang on with uh, uh, the, this this run of form that they have. Uh, because mm-hmm. if they were to make a slip, it could definitely be tragic for them uh, yeah. in their title hunt. Um, Mags, do you like goals? Or do you do you I, like? I I do like goals. You, you like goals. Okay. Uh, well, well, we'll move on to the next match. I think you'll really like this one. Again, just for all intents and purposes here, uh, Atletico won, Real Madrid won. Um, but since Mags likes goals, let's go and talk about Der Klassiker, which would be Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund. Bayern 4, Dortmund 2. Uh Dortmund looked really, really good starting off the game. Uh, they had a hot opening 10 minutes there with uh, Erling Haaland scoring twice, in the, mm-hmm. both in the, in the second and the ninth minute. Uh, but this was quickly uh, resolved by uh, a hat trick from Robert Lewandowski, um, as well as uh, a goal by Leon Goretzka. Um, it would have been 2-2 up until the 88th minute when Goretzka scored, and then um, it looked as though uh, Lewandowski uh, cemented it with another goal in the 90th minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, Mags. <laughs> Dortmund really kind of fell off here in this game. Um, I mean, if you uh, want, let's go with the stats first. Before we even get to the goals, Bayern, okay. had, Bayern had 66% of the ball. Yeah. They had 27 shots on goal. Yeah. Four shots for, for Dortmund. Just four. Three of those were on target. Bayern had uh, nine on target. Dortmund had zero corners. This was the Bayern Munich show. Uh, the, after the first 10 minutes, 
it was almost done and dusted. I mean, um, uh, Erling Haaland has had the biggest goal drought he's ever had in a in a Dortmund shirt. He hadn't scored for two games. He was itching. Um, 74 seconds <laughs> later, the guy uh, drove home a, a stunning goal from 20 yards. Mm. Just what seven minutes after that, he uh, turned mm. in a a, a, a short co- uh, cross from Torgan Hazard, who kind of really uh, uh, showed uh, Leroy Sane's defensive capabilities up because he just did not want to track back for that ball. And we thought this is going to be a hard day uh, for for Bayern at the Allianz. And then we get the 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 young pup really kind of flexing his muscles and then the old dog showing that there's still tricks there and Robert Lewandowski was just phenomenal uh pulled Bayern up by his bootstraps on his own got him to level uh pegging uh by half time and then the game kind of fizzled out it was a it was basically all all Dortmund hitting, um, um, it was all Bayern hitting Dortmund for shot after shot after shot, but nothing was happening and we've, and it looked like we were going to a, a 2-2 draw. Um, Leon Goretzka said, no, I'm not having that, uh, with a beautiful volley in off the bottom of the of the post, uh, and then Robert Lewandowski finishing off with a hat-trick. The guy is phenomenal, I mean... This what is he thirty four years old and he's still absolutely dominating at, at, at this level. It, it's he's scarily insane. good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it was a brilliant game to watch. Really, kind of a uh, lots and lots of action. Uh, and the two people who who stood out, uh, arguably the two deadliest strikers in the world today, in in Haaland mm-hmm. and Lewandowski. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like whether it be uh, uh, UFC or, uh, or or football in this case here, uh, the, the Polish really have this sporting thing nailed down, it seems. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lewandowski, uh, amazing. Um, Ballon d'Or, perhaps? I'm thinking, I, I mean, how could you deny Robert Lewandowski the Ballon d'Or this year? Um, I mean, I think the only other challenger for it is going to be the his uh, counterpart for Dortmund with uh, with Erling Haaland and the the phenomenal uh, season that he's had. But yeah, uh, three goals, win, essentially winning the game single handedly for for, for yeah. uh, Bayern when they went two 0 down before even ten minutes. Yeah, it's a, it was an outstanding performance, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, he's just. Is brutal. He's absolutely brutal. He, he would be a quality signing for anybody. And yeah, mm. he put he stuck three passes that his former employers. It's just absolutely amazing. Mm. Um, Robert Lewandowski, amazing player. And this this Bayern team is no joke, folks. I mean, I. I, I I got into a little bit of a Twitter spat the other day with somebody. I, I honestly I don't remember who. So I mean the 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 innocence the innocent party is going to go uh, you know scot free on this one. But um, somebody was talking to me about like oh no no team is going to do what Real Madrid has done in winning back to back to back championships uh, in Europe. I, I mean I think Bayern could easily. Uh, win three in a row with the kind of form that they're in. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, they're um, they're they're just on a roll. They're so dominant and they play so well together. It's, I mean, Bayern is a top class team. Uh, Dortmund are essentially the the number two team in in Germany. I mean, the the league position uh, probably does uh, go against. That. I think they're now in sixth, 
but uh, historically they're mm-hmm. the second team. Um, mm-hmm. Over the last seven uh, De Classicas, uh, Bayern have won all seven. And yeah. the, the the aggregate score is Dortmund have got five goals, Bayern have got 30 goals in the seven games. That just shows how massively dominant the the red side of, 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 of Munich is. If you... Uh, it, it... <laughs> If you use fractions, that comes out to uh, being like an average of like what six six goals to one. To one. Uh, <laughs> goodness, um, amazing stuff there, folks. Um, so yeah, th- I mean that's been rivalry weekend. I I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, the games have been great, uh, very exciting stuff. Uh, again, I'm all about the passion. Uh, again, with, with COVID, things have made a little bit more difficult this year, but. Hopefully in the future, the very near future, we'll be getting fans back at these games so we can all thoroughly enjoy them together. Um, so again, that was uh, Bayern 4, Dortmund 2. Um, I, I teased it at the, the beginning of the show, but I wanted to talk about one more thing here before we go on to our uh, hot takes segment, uh, Mags. Um, uh, Rangers... Uh, the Glasgow Rangers of Scotland uh, have Glasgow. won... The, the Glasgow, Glasgow Rangers. Glasgow no. Rangers of Scotland. Definitely not Glasgow, but Glasgow. Oh, Glasgow. Okay. Glasgow Rangers of Scotland um, have won their first uh, championship uh, in the Scottish uh, Premier League uh, in the, in 10 years. The first championship in 10 years, uh, ending Celtics, uh, the arch rivals Celtics reign, uh, like, like, I guess, dominance in the league. Um Again, Rangers manager Steven Gerrard uh, celebrating with the fans out a window. It looks <laughs> like, um, yeah, uh, big things happening there uh, in, in Scotland with uh, Rangers' very compact 4-3-3 system. And it looks like it's working well in Europe, uh, in the Europa League as well, Mags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, what a comeback for for Rangers from the 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 decade that they've had uh, from being uh, massively dominant before before that. Uh, I mean, Celtic and Rangers have always traded dominances. Uh, uh, there's mm. so many times that one team has has done five, ten uh, titles in a row, then the other team would would then win the next five or ten. Uh, it's always they've always kind of like uh, juggled those dominances. But once Rangers got uh, uh, hit with a uh, with uh, sanctions and and the club had to fold and then reopen mm-hmm. as a as a new core and start from the bottom uh, of, of the league and really kind of work their way back up. Um, it, it's Rangers back uh, where they where they believe that they belong uh, at the top of uh, of the of the tree in Scotland and I think mm-hmm. it shows maybe the complacency that, that Celtic have had uh, in being so dominant uh, with, without Rangers being uh, there to challenge challenge them for the league. Um, yeah, and what a, a statement for, for Steven Gerrard, his first uh, management job in football to win uh, a league in what, what perhaps is record time in Scotland uh, to win it so early um, mm-hmm. and with so many games to go. Uh, he can be so proud of his team, so proud of what they've done over the last uh, last 10 years or so to get back uh, uh, and challenge. And yeah, Celtic have a lot of work to do to to, um, to not be dominated again for the next 10 years. 
Mm-hmm. And, and they've done so unbeaten. There's still six games to go, but Rangers are currently unbeaten uh, mm-hmm. in Scotland, which is um, phenomenal for them, of course. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, uh, we'll, we'll be paying a close, uh, uh, keeping close eye on what Rangers does uh, from now until the end of the season, see if they do remain unbeaten. Uh, that'll be one of the uh, more classic uh, moments for the club, I'm sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. So uh, we do. We have been doing this uh, a little bit here and there, uh, where we do a, a hot takes segment here. This is hot takes. Uh, what we do is we send out a tweet. Uh, usually the day before the show, uh, we ask that you drop your hot takes, most unpopular opinions, and most burning questions, and uh, we'll read the best ones out on a, on the show and give you a shout out. Uh, so uh, again, hot takes here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. There, we, we don't really give any kind of like restrictions on what kind of topic. Of course, Mags and I are specialists in uh, not only football, but we, we've also done wrestling podcasting, so some of our, our wrestling fans have joined in on the questions. I mean, specialist uh, is is very, very generous. I mean, we talk about it. We definitely do. We say words. We say words on these subjects on the regular. We say the words well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do. We, we do. We do talk pretty. Um, <laughs> uh, so let's see here. Uh, let's go with, uh, let's start with Mike Charlop at Mike JC eight, two, one, Mike, if you're still in the chat, how's it going? Hope you're doing well. Um, uh, so Mike has some wrestling hot takes here for us, uh, for the pro wrestling fans out there. Uh, Mike says everyone should go watch Shingo Takagi versus Kazushiko Okada from new Japan cup night three, because it was amazing. And the right person won. Mm. Was it amazing? I haven't gotten a chance to see it yet, Mags. Yeah, when uh, when I saw the draw for the New Japan Cup and I saw that uh, uh, Akada versus Shingo was a first round uh, match. First of all, that's a that's a uh, that's a cup ending match. That should be a finals match for me. Mm. Uh, but Shingo picking up the victory against Akada really cements him as a, as a, a big, big player in in, in uh, New Japan. He's always been on the cusp of kind of greatness in New Japan, really elevated that that never title. Uh, but I think now we may be getting the push for him to be uh, a bit bigger, uh, maybe going for the world title. And yeah, it was a, a, an outstanding match. And what makes it more... Uh, more impressive is that Okada has been wrestling for the last few months with two slip discs in his back, uh, and he's still been putting on absolutely yeah. phenomenal performances. So, yeah, it was, Mark is spot on that it was a great match and really was the a massive shock in the in the New Japan Cup early doors. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna have to go and check that out, man. That sounds like like a really good time. I would be very intrigued by a Shingo Takagi versus Kota Ibushi uh, match somewhere down the road. Um, so thank you, Mike, for your question. Do appreciate that. Uh, Soccer Noob at Soccer Noob USA on Twitter. Uh, Soccer Noob says AC Milan are going to upset number one Juve uh, Sunday in women's Serie A action in Turin. Uh, let's yeah. see here. I haven't seen the result yet. Uh, let's see here. Women's Serie A. Let's see here. 
pull up the result here. Uh, that did not happen, unfortunately. Soccer noob. Uh, that was, the result was four nil uh, for uh, for the Juventus ladies. Uh, the, yeah, the 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 uh, the Juventus ladies trampled uh, AC Milan in that game. I mean, it sh- to be fair to Soccer Noob, he took his shot. It didn't come off yeah. his time. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you you miss all uh, 100% of the shots you don't take. So, uh, <laughs> fair play for him to, to be so bold. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, mm. you, you struck out this time, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to point out a, a quick stats line here because I do find this to be quite interesting. Uh, so four uh, nil was the scoreline for the Juventus ladies against the AC Milan ladies. Um, so Juventus had five shots on target, converted four of those five shots. Oh, wow, so, clinical. Yeah. Very clinical. Uh, so, uh, yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, but we thank you, Soccer Noob, for bringing uh, this match here to our attention. Uh, greatly appreciate it. Um, I mean, I mean to, to put a smile on Tanner's face, we can also mention that the Liverpool women uh, won a game today. They beat Crystal Palace 1-0. Yeah, they're they're really good actually. I I, mm-hmm. I like them, um, you know. So yes, it does bring a bit of a smile back to my face as uh, uh, as I wander through this hellscape known as the Premier League uh, this season. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, so, what if football? Uh, a friend over at what if uh, underscore uh, YouTube on Twitter. Uh, what if football is asking, uh, or rather says, Brighton are a top half football team quality-wise? I, mean, I, uh, I tend to agree with him. Yeah, I mean, first of all, shout out to What If I puts out some absolutely quality content every every pretty much every day. Some really top mm. draw stuff. I keep keep grinding, sir. And yeah, uh, I feel so sorry for Brighton. Um, the fact that they've been dragged into this relegation battle. Uh, They've been so impressive that they haven't kind of gone down the route of playing Route 1 football, uh, mm. defending and, and really uh, kind of like um, stifled teams. They, they've come and they've played beautiful football, uh, football that mm. certainly uh, teams like Man United and, and Manchester City are, are not playing on a regular basis. Brighton are doing that on a regular basis. Mm. It's just unfortunate that the results are not going the, the way uh, that, that they deserve. I mean, for instance, look at the Leicester game that they played this weekend. Brighton outplayed Leicester for large periods of this game, uh, mm-hmm. fully deserved to come away with something, and then ended up at the death coming away with absolutely nothing. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it's, it's heartbreaking for them because they're kind of like the, the little engine that could. Uh, they're really trying to uh, uh, stamp their own kind of unique football on the Premier League. And unfortunately, it's, it's just not working. And they, 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 uh, being quickly dragged into that relegation zone. Mm-hmm. I feel like Graham Potter is is really putting on some really top quality ideas and really instilling something into this club and, mm-hmm. and into the players. I think the only the only problem is is that the rest. It seems like the majority of the league otherwise just tends to have better players or just gets lucky on that day. Like mm-hmm. like you said with Leicester, I don't think Leicester deserved to win that game um, until, up until the very end. Uh, Brighton, for me, were clearly the better team for uh, the, the large majority of the match. Uh, yeah. It just seems though Leicester is a little bit more clinical uh, right there at the end. 
where have we seen that before? Um, uh, so yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Uh, what if football, I appreciate you. And you can find what if football at what if underscore YouTube, uh, on Twitter. Um, let's see here. Uh, Cam Manning at CM says stuff on Twitter. How's it going? Cam, hope you're doing well. Um, Cam with a really spicy take, uh, this weekend. We're going to get back into the mud with, uh, food takes here mags are you ready for this one okay okay (laughs) uh pickles and pineapples are trash toppings says cam pickles and pineapples are trash toppings okay so Um, on toppings on what i mean is it is it saying on a pizza pickles it just says in in general uh, which is what makes it really kind of confusing for me uh, I mean, I, I like pickles on a good sandwich. I like pickles on a, a, a hamburger. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like pickles as a as a topping or a condiment. Um, I've never really had them on pizza, though. I don't know about that. No, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm totally on on Cam's wavelength with that. Uh, I think pickles <laughs> are one of the foods of the devil. Uh, yeah, they. I don't see any situation where pickles need to be involved in in any food. Um, and I think pickles should be directly thrown into the bin. Um, in terms of pineapple, again, uh, I mean, we've, we mentioned it uh, a couple of weeks ago. I'm not a massive lover of pineapple on pizza. Mm. I get why people like it. It's the kind of like salt and sweet and, and tanginess. I understand that, but it's not for me. Uh, I certainly wouldn't begrudge somebody else doing it, but I certainly would begrudge them if they had pickles. So they're, they're not drugs, Mags. You can't, <laughs> I wouldn't begrudge somebody, you know, using pickles. Or <laughs> I would begrudge them using pickles. That's the point. I certainly pickles. No, get out of no. They, they should be banned. See. I feel like we're really betraying our original stance from two weeks ago. Like, I feel like this is like freedom of speech, right? You either believe in it or you don't, <laughs> right? Like, 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 you have to be willing to accept anybody's freedom to put a topping on something, okay. no matter I mean, how gross you think if, it is, right? If in the privacy of your own home you want to eat pickles, I will not pickle shame. Just if I see you eating pickles in the street. It's on sat. It's absolutely on sat. I will pickle slap that sandwich out of your hand. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we we all know. Well, actually, Meg, <laughs> that, that that really does remind me. I was going to segue, and then you said pickle sandwich. And have you seen the pictures of these pickle sandwiches that they that they have out there? The, what? Just pickles on the sandwich. No, no, no. Um, Basically, um, there's a there's a restaurant, maybe multiple restaurants do that, um, uh, where they have uh, replaced the bread on sandwiches um, uh, with 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 just basically a a giant dill pickle. Here, I'll 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 get you I'll get you a picture of this thing. Okay. No, you don't have to do that. Don't go out (laughs) your way. Um, I will Let never me, uh, be the kind of person to wish somebody's business fail, but in this instance, <laughs> I wish their business failed. That's a horrific idea. I would rather just have the filling, like just in a tub, 
than even remotely have the the stain of pickle on my yeah, see, on like, my food. No. Well, like, look at this. Yeah, the, that's, the pickle has that's, replaced the. <laughs> that's horrific. That that person should be in jail. <laughs> that's a crime. That's an actual crime. Uh, that, it looks I like mean, this one has like that. some honey mustard, or maybe I don't know. Is that like a mayo or an aioli? I don't. I can't tell. If if um, I went to, uh, I mean, you could go somewhere. Other other sandwich uh, outlets are available, uh, and that was what was offered to me. Elsie's. So there, we now know Elsie's. She should be closed down. That's a food <laughs> safety hazard. <laughs> look That's at how a, thick that sandwich is, too. Like, look at like there's there's layers on that. Um, and yet, they're sandwich. trapped in a green devilish out, outer casing. That's no, that's that's horrific. Elsa, you should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, grow up, just grow up, Elsa. At your I've age, got, I've got one more for you, Mags. Uh, here's here's this one. Uh, notice anything about this sandwich in particular? It's got pickles on the pickles. <laughs> They've doubled down on on the pickles. How dare they? I would I would yeet that sandwich right out the window. <laughs> In fact, no, I'd yeet it at a, at a closed window so the pickle stuck and slid down the sandwich and slid down the window, leaving its disgusting slug-like pickle trail. You absolute animals. Americans should not be allowed to eat food. You should, if your American food should come in tablet form because if you're coming up with disgusting things like this, you should be ashamed. As a country, you should be ashamed. Barden, sort this out. Don't give stimulus checks if people are going to be buying stupid pickle sandwiches. They don't deserve stimulus checks. Wow. <laughs> Those were some hot takes, Max. <laughs> I mean, I, I am Justin. If you want to eat pickles, you scruffy, scruffy animals, you eat pickles. Just- Mags was, for, for a moment, Mags was all for denying people money, federal aid. <laughs> Because they're putting pickles on pickle sandwiches. Yes. I just I just want that known uh, for the record. You should uh, lose your house. If you are eating pickles on a pickle sandwich made with pickle bread, you don't you should be homeless. You should be on the street. It's so, it's, it's that, that, the last one there I thought was rather creative and pickleception, really, kind of pickles pickles it? with pickles. Um, it was horrific, Tanner. You know, it. eat eat the pickle sandwich then. Ne- next time we're on I mean, this I, show, I, I t- you want me to go on the plane to get to this Elsie's place to have this pickle sandwich? Is create, that what we're create yourself a pickle sandwich? Get a giant pickle, mm-hmm. fill it with mm-hmm. pickles, pickle mm-hmm. juice, uh, mm-hmm. pickle jam, all just everything pickles. Well, I mean, pickles are a great source of uh, like electrolytes, you know. I mean, so I mean, it's I mean, so is drinking vinegar, and probably more delicious. <laughs> Interesting take, uh, <laughs> uh, Mike JC in the chat. Uh, he actually has something uh, somewhat related here. What's worse, that or burgers where the buns are glazed donuts? So, Mags, would you would you um, would you rather take the pickle sandwich or would you would you take the the, the donuts, the donut burger. I'd rather shit in my hands than clap than eat a pickle pickle sandwich. <laughs> um, but then saying that, I mean, I like donuts, I like glazed donuts, I like burgers. I don't know if I'd like them together, but I do know that if I had the donuts 
and then a pickle, I'd be opening it up and peeling the pickle off and throwing it away. Um, <laughs> so donuts so what, over pickles, but that's like uh, two horrible so, so, choices. So, so no pickles on the donut sandwich. I just want to make sure that that's yeah, that's that's a given. That's an absolute given. All right, fair, fair enough. <laughs> Wow, I didn't think I'd wow. get so testy on a day yeah. where we've watched some really good football. What has, <laughs> what, what has wrestling Twitter and football Twitter done to us, you absolute heathens? This is what the people wanted, Mags. So we have to give the people what they want. Uh, we've, we've, thank you, Cam, for your uh, hot take, which made Mags go yeah, on. Yeah, thanks, Cam. It, Douche. <laughs> Oh wow! Now, now he's attacking the fans. Somebody's got to contain Mags. Uh, let's let's try and uh, contain him with this last hot take by uh by by our friend friend of the show Chris uh, at IWGP Chris BFC on Twitter. How's it going, Chris? Hope you're doing well, Chris. This will be a good um, take. Hopefully, yeah. Don't let it doesn't down, have Chris. to do with. It doesn't have to do with pickles, so I'm, I think oh, we're in the clear here. Um, so uh, Chris says, Loyal Carner is the best artist going at the moment. Loyal Carner. Have you heard of, of, of Loyal Carner? Have you listened to uh, Loyal's music? No. Uh, Chris does have some interesting choices in music. I think he likes mm. a, an artist called Juice World. Um, mm. He's a young pup. He's uh, he listens to these newfangled artists. Uh, I can't say I've uh, I've heard any of his music, so it wouldn't be right for me to judge. But yeah, he's probably not. It's probably just mm. Chris's new fad, new what? flame of the week. I listened to a little bit of it uh, earlier because I, I I had not heard of Loyal Carter. Uh, Carner rather before. Um, so basically, Loyal. Uh, Loyal, I think that's his name. Um, has uh, it, it's hip hop with a lot of like heavy jazz uh, elements uh, in in within. Really, you know, a kind of a big bassy kind of sounds. Uh, very technical uh, jazz patterns and motifs and this kind of stuff. So I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so, I mean, if you're a fan of uh, hip-hop and or jazz, I think that you would really enjoy um, that sounds uh, like a really good music. Yeah, it sounds like a, a good fusion uh, yeah. to like, kind of worlds that don't necessarily go together. Uh, yeah, I dare say it's very interesting. I mean, and I would take your uh, word on it because of the, the, the albums of the week that you did with Headlock Talk were some really cool, interesting albums and, and some... Um, some Yes, uh, interesting is probably the best word. I don't want to go uh, too offensive, but um, some very um, kind of experimental music that you've mentioned on on Headlock Talk. So if it's a mm. um, around those kind of uh, um, mindsets, then yeah, I'm sure I'll be uh, interested. I, I still don't think he's the the best. It, it would be hard to say if there's somebody that's like the best, right? Yeah, it's um, subjective. Yeah, like um, I've been really into um, there, there's a there's a band I can't say their full name here on YouTube because we'll get in trouble. Uh, but if you do a YouTube search for psychedelic popcorn crumpets, uh, I mean they're they're really really good. Um, there's also uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard has been putting out some really really great stuff uh, for for years now. Uh, so I mean if you're uh, into that kind of music, if you like psychedelia, 
um, then I would definitely recommend those two bands for sure. But um, yeah, I would just just in, check it out. Just just keep an open mind with music. Uh, I say, but not um, with pickles. But have a very closed mind when it comes to pickles. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna have so many questions for you after we close this show. Um, <laughs> Mike is in the chat. Mike asked, "Did I miss uh, your other two takes?" Uh, I, I, no, Mike, I, I I didn't. I do have your other two takes here. I'll go ahead and read them. I was gonna try and consolidate it here for for time purposes, but uh, I'll go ahead and read them for you here. Uh, get uh, to get. Uh, um, Mags' thoughts on it here. Um, Mike does uh, say, and Mike is at MikeJC821 on Twitter. Uh, Mike says, as much as I like surprises in wrestling, I think AEW is going to under-deliver on whoever this surprise is that Paul White is introducing. Okay. Um, I see that point. Uh, They've made a huge uh, deal of it. Um, And for some fans... It's, it's always going to be a disappointment, uh, no matter who the name is. Um, but one thing I, I will give uh, AEW a lot of credit for is they've got people talking. They've got people uh, a buzz, and they've not revealed who it is before time. Uh, whenever there's things like this with WWE, uh, you tend to know who it's going to be through dirt sheets mm. or through WWE leaking the, the, the news to, to, to get viewers to tune in. I've got to give AEW props. For, for keeping the cards close to the chest, dropping those little teaser hints to keep the conversation flowing. Uh, but some people are going to be absolutely uh, in love with who, who it is. Some people are not going to mm. like it. Unfortunately, that's again, that's subjectivity. Um, as long as it's um, somebody who lives up to the the, the, the claims that they've made, that this Hall of uh, Fame uh, were there, um, and it's a wrestler that Tony Khan has, has uh, liked for a long time, um, it, 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 for me, it's, it's going to be... Um, uh, kind of like a uh, at the watering hole kind of talking point for tomorrow. So I'm I'm happy for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Mike also says. Let's see here. Where was it? Uh, he also says, not a hot take, just a fact. Uh, Miz is one of the worst world champions in the history of WWE. Uh, probably so. I mean. Um, I mean, there's uh, Kane. There's all the people who have only had 24-hour reigns or reigns that aren't even recorded in history. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to hold my cards very close to my chest on this one uh, because uh, in an upcoming um, episode of recording of Badlands, we're going to be touching on this very, very, mm. um, s- this very same topic. Uh, so I don't want to give my my game away uh, too much, but uh, the Miz and Kane are certainly two who I would say didn't really serve a purpose. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll we'll see. Alrighty, man. Uh, well, I think that just about does it here for uh, Radio Techers. Uh, we uh, we do football here, but of course we dabble into all sorts of other uh, subjects. Uh, so uh, yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate everybody who brought in wrestling takes, food takes, music takes. This has been quite a diverse week, uh, and, and we saw Mags nearly get genuinely upset about pickles which is baffling to me still um <laughs> mags where can, where can the people find you on twitter there go here yeah. 
D E J Kirkby. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I have uh, many, many contents with many, many amazing creators, all carrying me. I'm absolutely riding people's coattails. Um, yeah, come and give me a follow and, and check out the content that I'm involved in. Yeah, I mean, Meg produces great content. You guys had an awesome uh, post-show episode of Five Rounds last night, uh, which was great. Uh, First time we've ever gone live, and uh, to say mm-hmm. we were bricking it would be an absolute understatement. Uh, for, for anyone who's uh, who has listened along to Five Rounds, what we do is we record straight after the show, and then we'll mm-hmm. put it out as a as like an audio slash video. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, we bit the bullet and went uh, live, and yeah, we had a lot of fun, uh, a lot of interaction. Uh, my good friend Tanner here came in and, and added to the conversation, which was absolutely awesome. Um, but yeah, it was a, a fun time. Yeah, it, it was a really fun uh, UFC show. And of course, Mags and Carlos topped it off with some great post-show commentary. So Mags uh, does great work uh, with five rounds as well as all of his other shows. We, I, I mean, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate Mags being on the show week in, week out and taking the time to, to join me here to do this. Um, it's a obviously an absolute honor. Well, it's the pleasure is all mine, sir. I appreciate you for being on here. Um, the uh, Mike JC in the chat did did ask one more thing here before we go off air. He says uh, I miss headlock talk and being a guest on it. Yeah, Mike, I I, I definitely get it. Um, you, you know, I, I I've wanted to maybe do more dabbling into wrestling. So you might see me tweet out some things occasionally where I might be a guest somewhere uh, doing something. Um, But as of right now, Steven's taking a little bit of a sabbatical, you know, trying to get, you know, personal issues sorted. So, um, you know, I I don't have Steven around to do headlock talk with currently at the moment, Uh, but maybe in the near future, we can figure something else out again. I, I, I can definitely uh, assure you of that. I, I, I can definitely hope uh, that to be the case. Um, so maybe headlock talk comes back in some form or fashion, maybe in the near future. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, uh, Mags puts on excellent content. You can find my content, uh, or, or rather me just retweeting stuff, or you can just hit me up and, and we can just talk, you and I, uh, right down there at TexasGentleman underscore. Uh, you can find me there on Twitter. Of course, right above Mags, you'll see uh, you can find us on social medias at Radio Techers. I, I think I'm going to start a Facebook page. I, I, I mean, uh, Facebook's kind of like the devil, you know, but like, I, I mean, you can start a Facebook fan page, I guess. That'd be pretty cool. But yeah, you can find us uh, where Mags is pointing at Radio Techers. Uh, One last thing. Uh, If you look above me, uh, Thrive Fantasy. Uh, You can go and use Thrive Fantasy. Tell uh, tell them that uh, Radio Techers and Shooting the Sports-ish sent you. So if you you do uh, sports betting, uh, there's uh, daily fantasy. I'm sure there's there's all sorts of other Premier League betting and other sports betting that you can do there uh, with... um, uh, Thrive Fantasy. So just let them know. Uh, Radio Techers and Shooting Sports ish sent you uh, to Thrive Fantasy. And uh, yeah, that definitely goes a long way to helping support the show. Uh, other things that you can do to support Radio Techers uh, like, share, and subscribe this video. Or if you're listening to this in podcast form, like it. Tell your friends about it. Tell your friends about Radio Techers. Tell them that they have to come and see the stream here with Mags and I. And uh, leave us a five star rating and review wherever you can. <laughs> 
that's that goes a long way to helping out radio techers and everybody that we're associated with so uh without further ado uh mag is there anything else um you can don't eat pickles guys just yeah just don't eat pickles Fair enough. What a way to close the show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate you guys for choosing Radio Techers. I'm, of course, the Texas gentleman, uh, Tanner Pruitt. And right along with me here, uh, the one, uh, the only, hardest working man in all of podcasting, my good friend and yours, Mags. Bye-bye. Thank you.